I did not write that. I did not pick that. It's part of the lectionary cycle. So, fasten your seatbelts. Last week, my dear friend and therapist, Evelyn, asked me the question, what's the most important relationship in your life? What's the most important relationship in your life? I considered the question for a few moments. My first thought was Malachi and Ebenezer, my German shepherds. And then I thought, can one's dogs really be the most important relationship in one's life? But I said, no, no, that would be silly, be silly. I then thought about my maternal grandparents and realized that they had died so long ago that all I live with today is is memory, not a living relationship. And then I thought about Stone Village, this community, all of of you. And then I thought about my, my dear friends, Stacy, Rebecca, Keith, and and some others. And certainly you and and they inspire my life. But neither of you are the most important relationship in my life. It's a tough question. What's the most important relationship in your life? Our distinct identity as individuals is given by our various relationships in our lives. And those relationships are biological, they're natural, they're social, they're even political. These include our relationships with our family and our friends, the natural environment, our work, and all the things that we possess in our lives. Those are tangible relationships things we can point to. While other relationships are not so tangible, yet no less important. And those relationships would include our spiritual relationships, our beliefs, our faith. Consider all of the relationships of your life. All of them. Regardless of whether you judge them as good or bad, healthy or unhealthy, taken together, that vast network of relationships makes you the person you are. Ultimately, however, only one of those relationships can be the most significant. Only one of those relationships can be decisive for your life. That one relationship makes you uniquely who you are and not someone else. That one relationship becomes the lens through which you see and relate to others, to yourself, to the world. Again, I ask, what's the most important relationship in your life? For Jesus, the most important relationship in his life was, who said it? 
thank you. Thank you. What's wrong with the rest of you? I mean, you know it's God, right? I think all of you need to start thinking about some Bible study. It's God. The most important relationship in his life was God. The other two services sucked too. They all looked at me like, "Uh, I don't know. It's God, people. It's God. I feel like I'm failing here. His relationship with God ultimately determined his identity and his being. He freely chose that one relationship above all other relationships. That's what the the temptation narrative is about. He chooses God. He chooses God's way. He chooses that mantle to carry in life. Of course, that does not, does not mean he rejects all other relationships. Hardly. He was a very relational kind of guy. He never turned down a dinner invitation. He was always at someone's dinner table. Yet, every one of those other relationships were mediated through that one relationship with God. His choosing God as the ultimate relationship in his life brought about division. Brought about division in his family, in his community. Brought about division with religious leaders. Brought about division with with Rome. Brought about division with the disciples. And his choice continues to this day to bring about division in the world for all of those who choose differently. This is the choice that Jesus sets before us today. The question, who or what is the determining relationship that gives you your identity and your being? What relationship matters so much to you that you allow it to shape your life? To give you identity. Maybe it's your kids, your partner, or your vocation. Maybe it's your parents, or your friends, or your dogs. Maybe it's your church. Maybe it's God. Regardless of what that relationship is for you. It is a choice you make over and over, day after day. As you respond to and enter into other relationships. That relationship, that choice, almost always will bring about division. Jesus says, do you think that I came to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. This is not the Jesus we are used to. This certainly is not the Jesus most of us 
would want to invite over for dinner. We like the water-walking, miracle-working, dying-for-me Jesus. What happened to the baby Jesus in the manger? So sweet. This fire-bringing, family-dividing Jesus, well, he makes us uncomfortable. Makes me uncomfortable, at least. And honestly, I mean, you look at the state of the world, and we have enough division going on already. We are already divided socially, racially, economically, politically, and religiously. Most of our families know division. Most of our workplaces know division. Most of our schools and neighborhoods know division. Do we really need more division? The answer should be no. I bring it, you bring it. Show up prepared, people. Show up prepared. (laughs) No. No, we don't need more division. Unfortunately for us, the division that we are accustomed to in this world is all of our crap. Has nothing to do with God. Has nothing to do with Jesus. It's all of our crap. The division that Jesus brings and offers to you and to me is about growth. You didn't see that coming. Growth. He is doing his very best to grow us up. Grow us up into the fullness of life and holiness. Regardless of our age, we are always in the process of growing up. Always. And growing up is, is difficult. Growing up is painful. You've got to leave that childish, those childish things behind. You've got to stop giving away all of your power to other people. You have to start claiming yourself a bit. It is painful, this division. And yet... Division always is the way in which we experience life and growth. Just look at the miracle of physical life itself. Modern science tells us our very lives is a result of division at the cellular level. And just as division offers physical growth, so it also offers emotional and spiritual growth growth. Jesus is calling you to grow up. Grow up. Jesus is calling you to grow up and re-examine all of your relationships and all the power and all of the priorities we have given to them. What's the most important relationship in your life? For Jesus, the hope is you'll answer God, or at least be willing to move towards that direction. Move towards God. As the 
one primary relationship in your life. The one relationship that determines who you are and what you do. Because in choosing God as the one decisive and significant relationship, you no longer are defined by the opinions of your parents, your friends, your significant others. They no longer have the power to determine or limit who you are, who you can be, what you can achieve in the world. Further, by choosing God, it means that our jobs, our politics, all that stuff we have at home, no longer has the power to create and define our identity, our lives. Only God has that power. And according to God, before you were born, you were beloved and perfectly made. Do you think anyone else will hold a higher opinion of you? Of course, all of our relationships in life do not necessarily have to end. Yet rather, all of those other relationships in life must exist within the context of our relationship with God. 